Glad that you're on with us today. I want to begin a series of podcasts about the grace of God. Something that every person that has ever lived or ever will live has been a recipient of. That is the grace of God. But the question for today, what is the grace of God? Well, let's look at the Word itself. In my Bible, it's found 191 times, with most of them being in the New Testament. Why would that be? Because the New Testament is primarily a set of books inspired by God that reveal the love of God. And, of course, His grace is part or exists because of His love. So the word grace is primarily in the New Testament, and we find it, as I said, something that affects every one of us. What is the grace of God? Well, let's begin with the love of God. The love of God is actually who God is. One passage, I believe it's in the book of 1 John chapter 4, maybe verse 16, where it says, God is love. It did not say that God possesses love, but that He is love. And out of His love comes every other characteristic that we know about God. It all emanates from the fact that He is a God of love. Now, I know lots of religious people and even unbelievers have a problem with that. They say, well, if God is love, why do we find, and then they name some event maybe of judgment that God put upon people or brought before them. Or others say, well, if God's a God of love, why does he send people to hell? Well, actually, answering that question first, he never sends anyone to hell. They go there because they've rejected Jesus Christ for their own Lord and Savior and Master. So God is love, and out of His love emanates what we call grace. God is a God that is full of love, hence a God who is full of grace. And Jesus was the one who manifest that grace to us in what we call the New Covenant or the New Testament. God is full of grace. Jesus is full of grace. So what is grace? Grace, generally defined in evangelical churches, is unmerited favor. It means that God looks upon us with favor and we did not merit it at all. A passage that seems to indicate that very well is in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 in verse 8 and 9 and 10 says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that is not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Notice that it said three things. It's by grace. It's through faith. And it's not merited. It's not of works. Because if it were of works, it would not be grace. It would be a debt that was paid. So see, you and I cannot become acceptable to God by any good work. 
religious, philanthropic, or any other type. It's never by works. We don't get saved by works. We don't keep ourselves saved by works. Whether it's a otherwise good thing, regardless of the source of the good work. No, not of work, Scripture says. It's by grace, and it's through faith. Over and over again in the New Testament, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what is grace? It's unmerited favor. God's favor expressed toward us when we didn't merit it or we did not earn it. We should not have been or become a recipient of it. Second definition. See, a lot of evangelicals stop with that first definition, unmerited favor, and they don't proceed onward, but it's more than that. There are other parts of that that we need to see. So grace is also divine ability. Divine ability. It's the ability of God that is in us, that enables us to be and to do what God wants out of us. Notice what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15.10. He said, But by the grace of God I am what I am, and His grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God who was with me. See, Paul said he was what he was because it was God's grace. God's love manifests to him in the form of grace that he is what he is. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. All later on, uh, in one of the uh, upcoming podcasts, we're going to be talking about how that we can have the grace of God presented to us, but it's in vain. In other words, we do not respond to it as we should. I am what I am by the grace of God. And if you're doing anything good, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ as Lord, if you're involved in some good work, or if you're a good Christian man or woman or a father or mother, it's because of the grace of God. I suggest that every human being, as I started off with, is a recipient of the grace of God in ways that most of us have not yet imagined. It's all because of grace. It's all because of His love and His grace. But notice Paul said here, But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet, he said, it's not me, but the grace of God which was with me. So Paul could be an apostle. He could write at least 13 books of the New Testament. He could do, go on mission trips. He could establish churches. He could minister healing and deliverance to people. And it all was because of the grace of God. Friends, grace can never be merited. It can only be received. Remember that statement. Grace can never be merited but it can only be received. And as you and I receive and respond to it, then we are a recipient of that grace and that grace will accomplish something in your life, through your life, so that you are the type of person that God planned to do certain things on planet Earth. 
We are not saved by good works. We don't get saved by good works. We don't stay saved by good works. But we are supposed to do good works. And that are the ones that God has laid out for us to do. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, then we're saved and we do good things. So Paul says, I am what I am. And I worked, yet it wasn't me. It was the grace of God that was with me. So there's lots of examples of people that were full of grace. Noah, Paul, Moses was a recipient of God's grace. He faced a formidable opponent in those Israelites that he had to lead out of Egypt. You know, it was easier to get them out of Egypt than it was to get Egypt out of them. He discovered that, and by reading it, we discover that as we read the Old Testament and what happened in the wilderness. Oftentimes, they wanted to go back to Egypt when they faced hardships. They still thought like an Egyptian. They were there 430 years, so Egypt had gotten into their thinking processes and the way they saw and felt things. So it took a lot to get them out of Egypt, but to get Egypt out of them. There are lots of examples in the Bible of people. Reading the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 32 to 40, indicates people of faith, people of God's grace. And this is where we're going to stop for today. And we'll be back next week and we'll talk about some more of the grace of God. In the meantime, I'm going to give you an assignment. Why don't you stop today and think, what are some ways that God's grace has been revealed to me and on my behalf? Where has the grace of God worked in me and for me? Think about that. And I'll be back again, as I said, next week. God bless you. That's the way I see it.